This is the podcast for Mid-City Vineyard Church, located in the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. My name is Brian. My wife, Christy, and I pastor Mid-City Vineyard. If you want to learn a little bit more about us, you can check us out on Facebook, Mid-City Vineyard Church. Check us out on Instagram, at Mid-City Vineyard. And then, of course, online at midcityvineyard.org. This year, we're doing something a little different on the fifth Sunday. Uh, Each month, it has five Sundays. We're going to uh, be hearing from other people who are a part of Mid-City Vineyard. We're calling it I Am MCV, and uh, it's an opportunity for us to, once again, connect with one another, learn a little bit more about one another, understand how we are all integrated into the same community, and how we share very similar ups and downs all along the journey. So thanks for checking us out. If you uh, want to worship with us, we worship on Saturday nights at 6 o'clock at 4302 Canal Street. Everyone's welcome. We'd love to see you. Much peace to you, friends. So as one of our desires as a church, we desire to be people that are becoming more open and honest with one another. We would like to learn more about each other, we like to pray for each other, and we like to connect in different ways together. If you were here with us last week, we got to hear from two of the girls from Mid-City Vineyard just a little bit about what they're going through and who they are and what has happened with them during their time here at Mid-City Vineyard. So one way that we've decided to continue that is every couple of weeks we're gonna take a night to um, talk, to hear from different people about who they are in MCV. So we're gonna call it I Am MCV. And so tonight we have a few people who are gonna give us a part of their story where they're experiencing God. The idea of doing this is basically our com- like our communion table. So if this is your first night here with us, you can see all of the writing on our communion <coughs> table, which first of all, I think this is the most beautiful part of our gathering together in our community. So on our table, we have, we have different words. We have, um, we have ages on there, we have races on there, we have political affiliations, we have all kinds of different things, your struggles, Hopefully without knocking anything over. Um, 
Well, good evening. Um, as she said, my name is Wesley, for those of you who don't know me. Um, I'm a 33-year-old white male. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but I'm also, I'm a father uh, to two beautiful little boys. Uh, I'm a husband uh, to a beautiful wife, uh, soccer dad, baseball dad, uh, op uh, operations supervisor for a natural gas company, uh, student. I don't know, there's a million different things I guess you could say that, that I am. Uh, not an MCV. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I mentioned all those things and there's probably a million different things that, uh, that I could say that, that I am or that I am a part of. And it feels like at any given time I've got a million things in the air and I would, I would probably sit just kind of juggling them. And probably you yourself, if I were to ask you, you'd probably tell me the same thing. That you've probably been juggling and got a million things in the air yourself whatever it is that makes you, you. <clears throat> and here lately, uh, you know, when I say I am MCV, uh, what I mean by I am MCV, I think MCV is a, is, it's a diverse community of people who are just trying to figure things out, trying to figure out what do, where do we fit in into God's, uh, into what God's doing, uh, trying to be present and trying to be aware to that. I also think it's 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 just what we see here. Like I said before, it's a verse. It's, it's it's just us. It's our people. It's, it's who we are. It's our community. It's our folks. Uh, and wherever they are, whatever makes them them. And uh, one of the things that I've been learning here, or that I guess God has been showing me, is is the whole point of community. Uh, in my early, I guess, uh, my early adult life. There was a point where I kind of walked away from church for a while, and I even had a conversation with uh, some people, and I just said, you know, I, I really don't need church. I was like, I can be just as close to God in my boat or in a tree stand or wherever it may be, and uh, I don't need to be in church. I was like, you know, I, I don't need all that. And the biggest part that I was missing out on was community. This week, I had an opportunity, it was, it was kind of, uh, let me back up. Uh, so community, the other part of it is the awareness that the Spirit of God is always present. I've been going through some things at work over the last couple of weeks and uh, some stuff that was pretty tough. And I, I had a conversation with someone that asked for some advice and just asked for some prayer. And, and that person prayed with me. And then afterwards, they said, and, and in you know, every 30 minutes, just, just maybe take a second and ask, God, what are you trying to show me here? God, what are you, God, what are you doing? And when that was told to me, I just kind of, I was like, I don't know, I kind of felt like I got punched in the gut for a minute, because I was like, I didn't even, like, why didn't I even think to just ask that in the beginning? Like, why, why am I, why am I making this more complicated than it is? Why am I not asking God to show me what he's doing? Why is, and the fact that he's even sitting there at this moment, or, or he's with me, and he's talking to me, and so that was, so that was that. Then there's a piece about community. This week I had the opportunity to go to Dallas. Uh, I, as some of you know, and for those of you who don't know, I do some uh, culture training for my company. And so I flew to Dallas. I was doing some corporate training. 
I was just exhausted. And as I told you, I had all these things in the air and in school and you name it, and I, I really did not want to be there. It was anywhere, uh, I didn't, it's just not where I wanted to be. And, but anyway, I, I studied, I put my all into it, go through there Monday, do my training, Tuesday, do my training, Wednesday, and then Thursday it ends, and I get a, a survey back, and as I'm reading the surveys to see, you know, what we could do better, I get to the piece, there's a guy who puts on there that the piece that I did on Monday, he said that that piece, he said he could not sleep that night, that he spent two hours on the phone with his spouse, and that that piece may have saved his relationship. And he said it was through the community and talking in a circle of people that he just had that moment that it was sort of like it, it just a moment of enlightenment. It wasn't anything I said, it was a moment of community. And in that corporate training, we'd come together. We were a mass of people like this, I guess, if you will, just sitting in a circle. But then at some point, we came to a closer circle. We moved in, and everybody just had an opportunity to share. I don't know if it was something I said. Chances are it was something that somebody within that diverse community said that spoke something to that person that may have changed the outcome of their future here and there. And so that right there, that was, you know, one, I felt like the Holy Spirit was present that whole week. As he was there, he was working on somebody that I didn't even know. And maybe he was working through me, or maybe he worked through somebody else who was in that role. And the other part of it was that man entered into community with a group of people. And and I think that's what I've been seeing here with MCD. We are a group of people in our community. And, and when we sit and talk together, uh, I think that the Holy Spirit sits all over this. I mean, I just, I absolutely love it. Hello, everybody. I'm Sean. For those who don't know, I uh, I work at Admis as well. I uh, just started there last June, and uh, I actually already got a promotion. I am in training to be a service tech. hours away from home. This is home for me. So eight hours away from home. And I was um, was born with hydrocephalus, which is uh, spinal fluid in the brain, basically. So I had issues when I was little, but when I moved away and was in Nashville, I was under a lot of stress and, uh, you know, far away from home. And um, I was having these awful headaches, you know, and I was, um, I went to see, I went to see a, a regular doctor, and they had, um, they did scans and tests on me then, and they actually told me to, that I needed to see a, a, a specialist, so once I saw the specialist, they actually said that my 
understand where impressive, for a doctor to say impressive, that means that you know they haven't seen something like that before. And um, so I went to see all these different doctors, and I had all kind of different medicines. And um, through all of this, I actually got to a place where the, the surgeon wanted to do spinal surgery on me. And I, I got really scared. I was like, you know, the, the, the further along that you wait to have this surgery, if you did it as a baby, it's actually safer than if you did it as an adult. And so he said it was very risky and it actually scared me enough to not even do it. And I just kind of backed off from all of it. I said, you know, the medicine, I think the medicine was making me worse, the, uh, seeing all these doctors. So I just kind of stopped everything. And um, <coughs> actually, I mean, on my own, and, you know, through God's grace, I actually started getting better because I, the school only lasted one year. By that time, I, after school had ended, I, I moved back closer to home. But um, as I guess the stress decreased and I finished school and everything, um, the headaches went away. So without even having to do the surgery, that was very risky. Uh, it all kind of took care of itself in a sense. And um, you know, once I got back this way, this, you know, closer to home, that's when I started going to Kenner Vineyard, and people in this community here got me to go to Kenner Vineyard, and from there, I became a part of, of the Good City uh, community, uh, with, you know, Brian invited me to be a part of it and everything, so, but like I said, I'm just realizing now that um, God was in all of that, through, through the whole Tennessee thing, and while I was up there, even though I I was probably a million miles away from God at that point, I wasn't going to church or anything like that. Uh, but He was He was there, right in the middle of all of that. And um, seeing that now, you know, it, it, I became aware of that more recently to uh, to realize that. going to go as well but if any does anybody else feel like they would like to step up and have a chance to say anything about themselves before I finish us up tonight well you're not out of luck because we will need volunteers the next fifth Sunday of the month so mark your calendar it's your turn so those guys, they just had no notes and everything, and I have notes, so I will try not to read it, but I'm, you know. 
All right, so for those of you that do not know me, my name is Christy Johnson. I am Christy Johnson. I am a daughter, I am a wife, I am a mother, and I'm someone who is on a journey to find out who I am. But above all those things, I'm someone who is learning to love like Jesus loves. I am a girl who's been on this journey my whole life. I don't know life without Christ. I know throughout my 33 years, I've been shaped and molded by leaders and by society. My thoughts on Jesus have changed. I've once thought of him to be a very mean God, a very demanding God, a God with a lot of rules, a lot of rules of whether you're, you're in or you're out. I'm not sure if you've heard it, but as a kid, I always heard you might get into heaven by the skin of your teeth. But in my early 20s, I found a different God. I found a God of love, of peace, and of mercy. A God who is going to accept me with open arms no matter what I do. So picking up our family and moving to the city and planting this church was the biggest risk I've ever taken. I knew it felt right. I knew I wanted to do it. I knew it sounded like something crazy that our family would actually do, but it wasn't logical. It wasn't a logical move, and it wasn't logical to many others. Rooting up all your security your job, your house, your friends. This was the time in my life where I had to fully trust God, and it was scary. It was hard. I had to painfully mourn the loss of so much. I had no option at this point but to trust God and to be faithful to the plan that he laid out for us. As time went on, the pieces to our puzzle fell in place. I mean, every now and then, a piece would get put in the wrong place, but he was able to pick it up and place it in the right spot. The Spirit was continually with me through the whole process. He was with our whole family the whole time, and still. But many times I had to step back during the chaos and look and see that the Spirit was there. So many things happened that I know had to be God. There was no other explanation for the pieces to fall in the right place besides the fact that it was God. But through my whole life, growing up in church and everything, it's like all the cliches and the, oh, this was God. You know, It just felt like it was very easy when something good happened to just kind of pull that God card. Oh, that was God. That was the Holy Spirit. And, you know... I'm sure it was most of the time, but for me, until everything was stripped away, until I had no control of the situation, literally everything was stripped from me. I could not control the situation. I knew that I had to trust in God, and that's all that I could do. I could only trust and have my faith in God. Just the other day, I was telling someone about one of the pieces to our puzzle. It was actually our baseball story of how we're on the team that we're on right now. 
and I was telling him how we got on this team, how this team costs zero to play, which is unheard of in travel baseball. And I was just telling him all this stuff, and his jaw just dropped. And he was like, that doesn't happen. And I said, you're right, it doesn't. But it did. It happened. Because the Holy Spirit was present. He guided us. He helped us. He's been there for all of the pieces of our puzzle. The only thing, the thing that I'm learning, and I feel like I've been learning for a long time, so I'm continuing to learn, is to pause. We have to step back and see that the Holy Spirit's there. Just like these guys, both of their stories, they lined up together. You know, you have to step back and see in your story that the Holy Spirit is there. We have to be able to take the time to experience it, to be able to acknowledge the presence. Pieces of our puzzle are so, I'm a visual person, so I, I just, I literally can just, I just like watch in my head, like I, I all know I have tattoos, and like I literally want pieces of puzzles of like every little major story of my life, and I just want to put it together to make something, you know, beautiful. When I have time, I'll do that one day, but you know. But the pieces of our puzzle, of our story, as they're falling in place, I think what's so amazing is that the same thing is happening in your lives. The pieces of your puzzle, they're laying too. You just have to see them. And what's so neat in the, the, in the intricate part of it all is that you guys, you're a piece of my puzzle. You've been a very important part of my story. And so, as your pieces, as the pieces of my puzzle lay, your pieces are laying, and our whole puzzle is together, and that is what has made up the piece of God's puzzle, the city vineyard. And so, for me, as a visual person, just to see those pieces laid, and it's like our story is getting bigger and bigger as we keep laying the pieces, as we're investing in this community. The story is just getting so big and there's so much more for us to do but how fun is it to see how we are all such an intricate part of each other's stories so as we continue our gathering tonight we're gonna um continue with communion and song if we could have brian come I don't sing, I don't dance, and I don't play the guitar.